Hello and welcome back to the Some Sort of Miracle podcast. I'm Ed and I'm here today with Lauren. Hello. Jacob. Hi. Paul. Hi. And Nick. Hiya. And today we're tackling the giant subject of faith. How are we feeling about this one? Big topic. Yeah. It's a big one. Yeah, it's, it's another topic where we really struggled with figuring out where we're going to start and actually what we're going to talk about at all, but um, it's just too huge. But uh, we thought we'd start with a question um, of what things do we have faith in? So everyone has faith in something or some some things, and it'd be interesting to talk about what sort of things we put our faith in. Uh, so Nick, this was actually your question, uh, so it'd be interesting to hear. Yeah, what have you got to say on this one? I think it can be... Um... It can be really big and and really little, like the the amount of faith you put in relationships or people is is a huge thing, and that's quite a a personal thing. But also just everyday things like uh, the fact that when you walk across a bridge, it's you've got faith in the the engineers that it's Mm. not going to collapse, or if you get onto an aeroplane, the faith that the pilot knows what he's doing. But I guess if you go a step further back from that then the faith in the people that have examined the pilot to actually fly the plane in the first place yeah. have done a good enough job that he can then do his job or her job to fly to wherever he... so yeah. we don't often think about it but there's quite a lot of trust or faith goes into everyday decisions everyday um life yeah i'd never i never thought of faith like that i always just thought faith was something to, like spiritual but I, I guess you have faith when you turn your key in your car, uh, you have faith that your alarm's going to go off in the morning. Uh, you, you have faith in a lot of things that you'd never even think about, really, would you? I guess I'd never put faith and trust as kind of the same thing, which I guess is kind of where we're going with that idea. Yeah. That if to have faith in something, you put in some trust in it as well. I have a lot of faith in my iPhone that it's going to remind me to do things because I forget yeah. a lot. It's going to get me out of bed in the morning, like Jacob said, mm. because I wouldn't do that without an alarm. And remember all the phone numbers and everything. Yeah, it's going to send me notifications for work emails and, and it's going to ring when I need it to ring for for work calls or personal calls. So I have a lot, a lot of faith in one small thing that I carry around with me. All, yeah, all day. I'm exactly the same, actually. Like I've just bought lights for my uh, bedroom oh, that nice. will come on at a certain time to wake me up. Uh, because I, I hate mornings and I feel like I need the extra <laughs> motivation and telling my body clock that it is actually morning now. But yeah, that is putting faith in something to organise our day, actually, isn't it? And, yeah. Do you think that's, like Lauren said, do you think that's more of a trust thing? Do we need to sort of think about what we actually describe faith as? Are faith and trust interchangeable? As yeah. well? Hard to separate, yeah. Faith, trust, belief is the other one, I suppose. It's quite, um, it's quite hard to... Yeah, distinguish all of those. I'd imagine, yeah, most feed into each other. So do we have a definition for faith? Did anyone? Yeah, I um, had a look on in the dictionary. I didn't, I went on the internet, but it's the same, <laughs> same thing these days. Um, and there was two definitions. Um, the second one was particularly uh, pertinent, I think. It said, um, strong belief in the doctrines of a religion based on a spiritual conviction rather than proof. So that's kind of specifically religious. Yes, yeah. And the, the other definition was uh, complete trust or confidence in someone or something. I think the, uh, the rather than proof is quite interesting in that. Yeah, yeah. It is particularly when we're talking about um, our faith in God and, and, um, and a Christian faith. Um, the, the proof thing is 
It's huge. And that's difficult to, when we get into evangelism and things like that, that's often the question. Yeah. like, How do you know that God exists? How, why, how are you sure? Hmm. What's the proof? Um, and that's a, that's a difficult question to answer. That, that kind of goes against one of, the, um, one of the things that I found from the Bible. So I'm going to up you one. You've gone for the dictionary, yeah, I went for the Bible. <laughs> um, it's because you're holy than me, <laughs> Um, so it says in Hebrews, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, um, which is almost counter to that. Um, Can you read that again, please? Yes. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So the evidence of something kind of goes against mm. spiritual conviction rather than proof. Mm. Um, so I, I thought think, that's yeah. an interesting difference. Evidence and proof are, are two different things, aren't they? Like, evidence is something that points towards proof, and proof is the uh, conclusion itself. So, whereas this is saying without proof, uh, I, I suppose we'd, we would agree, or maybe I'll, do we agree that you can't actually prove God exists? There's no concrete proof that you could go into a court of law yeah. with. But there is a lot of, for me, there is a lot of evidence. There's yeah. a lot of things that yeah, point towards that. Yeah, I guess that's that. the difference between faith and proof. Yeah. Is the actual, there's a lot of things that point towards God. And the spiritual conviction as well. There has to be that, like, the actual conviction there as well yeah. for it to be faith. And your own experience is part of the, the evidence as well, I mm. think. Yeah. That's really interesting. I think, um, Paul, you had a question that you were going to bring us. I did. Um, my question was... Um, can you have a faith and still question everything? Um, so yeah. my th- thought behind that was we sometimes, I think we, we're quite good in the church at telling people they have to believe this or this is what we believe. Mm. Um, and it almost seems like we shouldn't question some of the things behind that. Um, personally, I'm going to put my opinion out there first because it was my question. Um, I think it's it's sometimes a little bit dangerous to just believe everything on site it's really dangerous i think yeah i'd, I'd, I'd agree i don't I think, think i can yeah i think you've, you're at risk of insanity <laughs> if you just take every, everything on just face value uh, at least not asking a small question as to well why or how or you know mm. if, if i asked one of you guys to do something outrageous i'd like to think one of you say well why do you want me to do that <laughs> you want to say hey, all right then but i think We'd, uh, but I think we are, can be guilty of it in church of just saying this is how, this is what you should believe and that's that and not really wrestling with the, the why or the how or what does that mean day to day. I think it's a sense of doubt, isn't it? Like everyone's got a doubt within them. It's human nature. Like I'm sure the first time you ever saw someone skydive or anything like that, they're going to have so much doubt and they could think absolutely everything is going to go wrong as soon as they jump out of that plane, but as soon as they do it, the, all the doubt goes because it's it's there and it's that's similar with faith. If you've got absolutely no idea, you're not going to believe anything until people show you and then you do it and then you're there. For me as well, I've I've noticed that it's when I overcome doubt that my faith seems to grow the most. Yeah, absolutely. And without actually doubting in the first place, I'd never be given you know that that push to really wrestle with stuff and and you know really figure out actually do I really believe this? Um, so. But I think it's that element of we learn through questioning. We like that deepens our understanding. It it kind of deepens our argument and our belief and all of that. So I think questioning is a part of faith. When's the right time to question it though? That's, 
that's a struggle. Well, for me, that's what church should be. It should be a safe place to to ask those questions and to wrestle with stuff. I just don't. Together. On a Sunday morning in a meeting, I <laughs> would never be able to sleep. Yeah, why? Yeah, that is hard. I don't. I suppose the uh, environment don't really allow for for that because often we you'll get. Depending on how long the sermon is, you'll there'll be a period of time where someone's talking and you're listening. Mm. But I think it is—it's such a healthy thing to say. Well, why? Or at least to have that question and then have a debate afterwards, or uh, but write it down or think about it a little bit further. Mm. Uh, for me, often the last few uh, podcasts we've recorded, my understanding grows the next day and a day after when I actually have a chance to mull things over that people have said. Um, and to wrestle with it a little bit more. But I think that's such a key part of of growing uh, as a Christian and growing faith as well is, is that questioning and trying to understand. So do you think when you have those questions, do you think that affects your faith? Do you think you, when you're questioning those things, your faith is diminished? I think sometimes you can be, you can be in a place where your faith is diminished and you, therefore you are questioning. Is that what you mean? I guess so, yeah. I guess part of that is, do you think you can, can you measure it? Is there a measure on faith? Is it a yes, no, I believe, I don't believe, and that's faith, or is there more to it than that? For me, faith is belief in God. So I think that's a yes or a no, do you believe, yes, do you? I don't think there's a yes, I believe. I don't think you can believe a little bit, or you can not believe a little bit. I, I think I I'm the that. opposite. I think I think I'm much more faith is a journey than a... Are you in this box or this box? I I think for me it it's just too much of like a reduction to to see faith as just you you're either believer or not a believer. Like I I often think about um, like the disciples of Jesus. At what point were they in? At what point were they believers? Because Jesus was discipling them from the beginning. He wasn't like doing evangelism unto them. And then at some point when they made a certain commitment, they became disciples. It was a journey with them that he journeyed with them and he he let them make mistakes and they didn't quite get who he was, but they had faith in him. And I I, I don't think that was, I don't think there was a moment where they went from, they flicked from being in one box to another. I think it was a slow, gradual process. How do you measure that then? I don't think you can. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I think. I think it's, there is at some point there is a point where you say yes or or no. I, I think you can you can be because generally even you do censors and things you'll have are you a Christian, atheist, or agnostic? Those are the three boxes. And I think that's if you if you're saying yes, you're a Christian. If you're saying I'm not sure, I think you're probably saying no. Are you really? So I guess I, I like I like saying you're open to the idea. But what if your faith was wasn't as strong one day then? So how would you measure that? So say if, yeah, I, I like to measure faith as a one to ten. I don't know what the unit is, but it's a one to <laughs> it's ten. A one to ten. Ha, ten is really good. One's really bad. Um, my faith changes every day. It changes every situation. Like I can't say I'm a ten all the time because I'm not. So it's like yeah. I think how if do you, you put do that, that into context of to go back to uh, Jesus and the disciples um, when Peter walks on water? It is Peter, right? I've, I've just put that out of my head. I'm going to say yes and edit it. I'm <laughs> Thank you for the insight, Ed. When he walks on water, um, when he's walking out to Jesus, he has faith that he will be able to walk out to him. But then he sees the storms and stuff and he starts to doubt and starts to sink. Does that mean he doesn't believe in God anymore? 
No. But as his faith diminished because he starts to sink. I think he's diminished, but I don't think he disappears because he don't he don't go fully under. Does is that he? not he disappear? Is that not a different unit of measurement then? <laughs> Did he drop from a six to a five? That's what I mean. And then <laughs> a five, that's not enough for buoyancy on the water. <laughs> <laughs> There's a tipping point there somewhere. Yeah. But I guess we're perhaps getting a little bit confused between fit, like having a faith, as in as Nick described it, as believing in God or not believing in God, and the choices that we make because of that faith so just because we have a faith doesn't mean that we stop questioning things yeah. it doesn't mean that that doubt goes away permanently Absolutely not, yeah. we still question situations we still question our own decisions we still question things that happen but that doesn't change the fact that we have a faith maybe i don't know how do you feel about that jacob i i think for me when i ask myself how do i measure faith is I think what I'm really I'm asking how it's faithfulness, not faith. So like, how how do you use your faith, and does that change your faithfulness? I think like the going back to you saying about the scale and things. I'm just thinking as we're all talking. I, I think it's at the point where you're a three. Yeah. If I ask you the question, do you believe in God? What would the answer be? Yes. So you so you have faith. You've not said one. What if I was a one? If you're a one. Probably not. No, you, you don't have faith at that point. Do you that, see what I mean? That, that, I think that's how there we has can... to be levels to it. Though. It can't just be. So I just can't say it. As I, I kind of get off. what. I, I mean, I asked this question now, so I feel bad putting. But I think maybe belief is a yes or no, and maybe the way that you show it changes. Maybe it's our perception of how faithful or... we are. So maybe that's to do with the trust. So we have a Maybe. trust that we can we can do, I guess again to put a Bible verse in there, do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So we what have Bible faith, that and that's Paul? kind of a base level. What um, Bible verse is it's that? Philippians four, twelve. Yes. Edit that if it's wrong. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I guess if if we're saying, I would say, I've got a faith in God, as in I believe in God. That there's there's no there's no question about that. I believe in God, but do I have faith? in God to have complete control over everything. No, because my default position is I need to have a little bit of control. Right. So that that's that's where my definition of faith I think becomes a little bit grey compared to yours, Nick, because I don't think my faith goes on whether I believe in him or not, because I do believe in him, always have done, always will do. But whether I have the trust and the yeah, I was just about the to willpower say. to completely yeah. have put all my faith in Him. Is that our definition? So the combination of belief and trust is what makes faith, which allows for both. Belief is the yes or no. Trust is the how much. Yeah, and that adds up to faith. Yeah, I like that. I think I can yeah. subscribe to that. Ed's looking. I'm like still a, uneasy. He's not, he's not having it. He's not having Come it. on, Ed. We nearly I, got to a conclusion. The problem is, <laughs> I, I'm uneasy and still figuring out why. <laughs> I think um, a lot of it is in is from my experience. Like at university, I went through a phase where I really struggled in the uh, in believing or having faith in God. And some days I would just be like, I, I don't know if I can you know, intellectually assent to this idea of there being a God anymore. But what I never lost faith in or felt like I'd o I could always rely on was the person of Jesus. Mm. Um, I've always felt that regardless of anything, I want to be like Jesus because when I read about him, 
And when I see the way that he included people and the way he lived his life, that just screamed life in all its fullness to me. And that was what I wanted. Now, I don't know where that fits in with this in or out model of faith because, you know, in some places I guess I, I had lost faith in God but then I had put my faith in Jesus. And you could say that is, a, that is God. That is an expression of who God is. But, um, I, yeah, I don't know. But it wasn't in an that. eternal power. It was in a way to live that you'd seen in, as a philosophy in Jesus, I guess. Yeah. As a... oh, I don't know. I, I, I guess I never formalised that thinking too much, but it, I, I saw something in Jesus that was something different and something beyond what I saw in the rest of the world. And I wanted something of that. I did. I, maybe I didn't have the exact language of what I believed at that exact time, but there was a type of faith in there. I think. Would you I, say that we put too much pressure on faith then and overcomplicate what faith is? I'd say so. I think, and, and I'm reading a book at the moment where it talks a little bit about salvation anxiety, where we we've kind of put in so much pressure on you have to believe to get to heaven, or you have to believe to you know to be in communion with god that, that some people think well what if i can't what if i can't get to that what what if my um circumstances or the way i've grown up inhibits the amount that i can believe what what happens in those situations and i think that it's really important to make a distinction between faith and faithfulness and i think that perhaps ties into to what you were saying as well Ed, that the idea of faith of believing in something is is different to the idea of faithfulness as as committing um, to an idea or, or a way of living. Um, and I think sometimes faithfulness can bring us through those parts where maybe you're a one on the all scale, Jacob, where perhaps you're struggling to, to believe at all. Mm. Um, but committing to the, a way of living or, or living like Jesus perhaps mm. might tie in together. So it's quite, it's quite nuanced, but I think it's a really important definition to make that mm. faith and faithfulness are two very, very different things. Um, but to, and that takes a lot of the pressure off, you know, it, it's okay to doubt. It's human, yeah. Like you said earlier, it's human nature and that's fine. I certainly see that salvation anxiety in, in my own life. I, I remember when I, when I first, you know, prayed that prayer, giving my life to Jesus at a summer school one, when I was maybe 12, 13, um, for like a year after that, I'd almost be praying every night that same prayer. So I just wanted to make sure that I was in. Yeah. And then I guess at university I started thinking about like I grew up a Christian. I had been taught this message from birth. I um I I had been given every chance to make that decision. There are people that salvation is much harder to come by if we stick by that thing of faith. And then I then I go to how could God allow some people to be have a better chance at salvation than others? Yeah. And that I just couldn't get past it where where I was at that point. It's really hard, and it, it ties in um, with what we were just saying. There's, there's a whole debate, and I think it's probably worth steering off, getting too much into it, about the word pistis and how that's interpreted, which is a Greek word for faith in the Bible. So it can be interpreted as faith, but also faithfulness. Um, so the two in Greek are, the, are very much interlinked, but if if you how you read the Bible, dependent on... What, how you interpret the word pistis can totally change hmm. things. Um, I think that probably ties a little bit into to what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. For, for me, yeah, it, the people who who struggle with faith through through no fault of their own, maybe you know the, the circumstance dictates that that's their way of thinking, or maybe a really naturally pessimistic mm. um, uh, 
viewpoint it's all right to sit and say well you know pull your socks up and you know just believe and it'll be fine but that's that's not helpful for a lot of people and what does faith look like for someone who is naturally pessimistic and also uh, naturally cynical but also raised in a like strongly atheist household taught that uh, god doesn't exist and religion was the most evil thing on the planet how where is the bar for them are there is the same faith expected from that those people then than everyone, than like say me raised in a Christian household, and that thing of how do we measure faith, you know, against you know our circumstances, environment, and genetics, it's yeah. I think that's where we're, I'm. I'm really fortunate to believe in a God that that understands, and and I yeah. don't. I'll be honest. I, yeah, yeah. I wrestle with this so much, and you know, and the, with the whole concept of salvation, and mm. you know, what does that mean, and, and looking at the Bible and how it's written, and and all the rest of it, but. I know that God knows me and he yeah. knows you and everybody else and all the circumstances and everything that goes with it and mm. our capacities and our failings as well um, and some things that we just can't help that we can try and try and try and we just can't help but thankfully yeah. God knows and, and God understands as well and, and if, if your best is always good enough, isn't it? Yeah, and, and that, he works all things for our good. Yeah, absolutely. And that, that's where I landed. I think that's what kind of got me out of it that, I may not fully get that, but actually I believe in a God who is all loving and does have our best interest at heart. And actually I can trust in him to, to make those decisions and to understand that where I can't. Um, Do you think that links, just looking at the questions that we had on the um, listener group, um, Deborah put in, uh, faith isn't faith until it's all you're holding on to. Mm. Um, the sort of idea that, that that faith is what, what you're holding on to even through the questions that are really difficult and the big doubts Um, faith is something that can pull you through that into a deeper understanding and your experience of that Ed is your faithfulness to Jesus I guess Mm. is what you were holding on to and then so now would you say that you probably have a deeper understanding of your faith because that's what you were holding on to. Yeah, definitely and I think throughout that time that there was a, a story in the Bible that was just you know, when you get like a Bible verse just ringing in your head and it's just there. And it's the uh, story of uh, Jesus teaching um, a bunch of people in, in John 6. And um, he's teaching and, and they kind of say, oh, how can, any, how can we accept this? This is too hard. And um, then he kind of, he challenges them. And then I'll read this little passage because it's, it's quite good. It says, at this point, many of his disciples turned away and deserted him. Then Jesus turned to the 12 and asked, are you also going to leave? Simon Peter replied, Lord, to whom would we go? You have the words that give eternal life. We believe and we know you are the Holy One of God. And that, Lord, to whom else would we go or where else would we go was just what stuck in my head was I thought, you know, if I do just abandon this, if I do give it up, where where else would I go? And nothing offered as much life as I found in Christ in the world. And that's, I guess, the reason why I clung to that throughout points where i struggled with faith in god so you say you've got you've got quite a resilient faith now then i think so yeah and 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 i guess what if we found i found ways of um of strengthening that and i found what works for me uh whereas i certainly didn't know at that point um as i was doing kind of all the basic stuff that you know you're, you're taught um on a Sunday morning at Sunday school and actually I I found that there's a whole world of spiritual practices out there and lots of different traditions and lots of different ways of connecting with God 
that will work for different people. And it's, it's not one, one size fits all. It's, there's different ways. So I think that ties in really nicely with a question that Jack um, asked on our listener group. Um, he says, I'd love to hear your thoughts on sustaining faith on a day-to-day basis and also developing a resilient faith that stands through trials. So I guess what sort of uh, practices do you do on a day-to-day basis that help you to develop a resilient faith? I think for me, something that that we do, Ed, uh, we ask hard questions quite often. Yeah. And we sometimes get wrapped up to a point where our faith is definitely tested. Yeah. Um, but I would say we've always come out of the other side of that in a better position. Um, sometimes that's taken longer. Um, but I think it's important to ask those questions. That was kind of, that was one of the reasons why that was my question for mm. tonight. I think asking those hard questions, but also in that finding people you're comfortable to have those discussions with that also want to have those questions. Yeah. Yeah, there are certainly people that I, I, I know that are Christians that I, w- I wouldn't feel comfortable asking the questions that are really bothering me with because I, I know that they potentially wouldn't be able to or wouldn't take those questions well. <laughs> but then there are other people that are kind of similar on a similar wavelength to you and are asking similar questions. And I think actually finding those people is really important. Um, I know that like, in this room, there are people that I've, I've been asking tough questions with and through their answers, they've helped me understand where I'm at and helped me grow in where I'm at. And yeah, certainly wrestling. I, I think wrestling with ideas, wrestling with with God has been a big part of my spiritual development. I think part of being able to do that as well is to really honestly look at where you stand. Mm. Because unless you know where, where your faith is at and where your understanding is at, it's very difficult to sort of progress from there. So you can sometimes ignore or try and ignore things that are big burning questions. <coughs> um, I've definitely done that before. Um, and that can dig you into a... So to what extent to what extent would you say that resilience is more important than strength with a faith then? Because, for, well, for me personally, I believe that having a resilient faith outweighs massively having a strong faith. Because if you, if you can have a faith that gets through everything regardless, rather to one which is really, like, up and down, like a wave, like a strong wavelength or whatever, I'd, I'd argue that's that's better in the long run. To have a faith that's always there. Resilience is um, it's a it's a nice word to use, and I'm glad Jack used it actually, because I think that that allows for those moments of doubting, that allows for the times where it's difficult and the times where it's um, perhaps we don't where we are in those wrestling places where and at the bottom of it, thinking you know do, do I think this is true? Like am I to subscribe into these ideas or uh, and if if that's not the case, then what is true what is the right um the right thing here so i think yeah resilience will is what gets you through those bits but i think then that feeds in that the more you wrestle the stronger you get so i think the one leads to the other but there is yeah resilience sitting underneath a strong faith um because it'll you know the more you ask questions the more you grow understanding right The, the more you can um yeah develop in your faith it's it's hard yeah the, for me separating that when i read jack's question again it led me to to separate that faith and faithfulness and the, the faithfulness um of, of subscribing to a way of living um can be helpful but it, if that's all there is then it's not 
it's probably not faith, is it? It's um, routine. Yeah, indoctrination, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Dare I say? Um, it can be, um, but yeah, routines probably. Yeah, it, it depending on where angle you're coming from. Um, so I think it's important. Faith for me is the, the more important of of the two, but I think it's important to consider both elements, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think it does. I, I'm, I'm not sure I would say one is more important than the other, but I think there has to be both. Yeah. Um, yeah because like like you said, Ed, I think for a while you, you were maybe surviving on faithfulness mm. and, on, and in understanding the way that Jesus lived, even if you weren't sure at that point if God was even real. Mm. There's still an element of faithfulness in subscribing to the teaching. Yeah. Um, but then faith underpins that. So I think there needs to be a balance of both. Um, because, yeah. Because, sorry, yeah, go yeah, I think when it comes to, to to growing faith as well, there's only the only way to do it is by taking a risk, really, isn't it? I think if you're if you don't have any confidence or faith or trust in an aeroplane pilot and you don't fly because of it, then you never will have. But if you if you take the risk, you gamble and say, "Well, I'm going to get on a plane and and try it." Then you might do it again and again, and you might go further and long, longer distance. And it's that quote of faith is taking the first step of a unknown staircase. I don't know what the actual phrase is, but it's that concept that you can't see the rest of the staircase, but you yeah. just take that one step. But actually, if you worry too much about the rest of that staircase, then you're never going to take that one step, and that one step is crucial to your growth. Because it makes you tall if you stand on a step. <laughs> <laughs> There, there are two authors called um, Alan Hirsch and Michael Frost who wrote a book called Faith of Leap. And that phrase always stuck with me because we often talk about having to take a leap of faith. But in this book, they argue that actually faith is living a lifestyle of leaping. It's not, it's not this one-off thing. It's actually learning to have a faith of leap. Oh, okay. I like that. Yeah. And I, I found that a helpful way of looking at, at faith because we, we can often kind of reduce it down to that um you make this one big leap of faith and then actually you, you're good but um it it does call us out of our comfort zones repeatedly it's a continual thing yeah and yeah. the faith has to come before the leap yeah and probably during and when you land yeah especially if you don't land yeah, yeah. <laughs> so how linked would you say that worrying is to faith there's a lot worrying. of like worrying like linked to doubt as a lot we've already said so like if if you're going to worry about taking that step how how do you get over that sense of worry to take the leap of faith or the faith leap whatever you call it i guess that's where the the trust comes in you got to have if you're putting your faith in someone you're putting your trust in someone then so the stronger the trust the less worry so yeah. the stronger the faith i feel like there's like a maths equation we've got here then we just keep <laughs> reverting back to it and it just fits. Yeah. It can seem quite easy when you reduce it to a mass equation. Yeah, I think there's a lot, and it's also quite personal. Yeah. Then your doubt and your worries taken into account and how big how big is that compared yeah. to trust that you also can't measure, compared yeah. to faith that we've already said we can't measure. Yeah. Um, I'd like to chat a little bit more about when Jack asks about developing a resilient faith, or we spoke a little bit about growing faith. Um, I've... I've often heard it, uh, faith talked about as if it's a relationship. 
and actually you've got to work on it. It's not something that you can grow passively. It's something that you need to invest in and put time in. And that, that always seems like a very practical bit of advice there. So I wonder what, what practical things do you do that help you grow in your faith? What, what are those things that you think, okay, I want to deepen my relationship with God? What are the practical steps that you do to do that? Yeah, because I think if I was going to answer that the question that Jack asked about how do I sustain my faith on a day-to-day basis, it would be through my relationship with God. Mm. Because without that relationship, the worry and the doubt is there all the time. And that's how my brain is wired, unfortunately. Um, so I have to take those steps to build that relationship of trust and little steps of faith every day of saying, okay, right, what what we're working on today kind of thing. And that's how I sustain my faith is through that relationship that you talk about, Ed. Um, and I guess me having those conversations with God would say that perhaps my um, method is prayer. Okay. Yeah. But not in your kneeling down at the side of your bed and humming a song or anything like that. It is just me wittering at him all day. Okay. I think my... I try and... I see my faith as like I I will look for God in everything. If I can see God, then that strengthens my faith. So I will look for him in the littlest of places. It's like it's like the saying from the Santa Claus film, seeing is believing and believing is seeing. So if I believe I can see God, that helps me believe and strong strengthen my faith. Everyone's looking at me now, so I think we're going around the table. <laughs> um Yeah, like like I said before asking the questions, but I think there's an element of, I think, sometimes spending time in however that looks with other people. Mm. For me, I'm a very sociable person um, and I don't trust my own brain to, to answer a lot of these questions. It's probably a sense. Yeah, I think that's fair. That's why, but that's, that's why I like doing this sort of thing. Mm. Um, and I think it's important that we spend time with other Christians unpacking what it means because while you have faith, if, if we believe that that can be tested which I do, it's important to practice that in the same way that if you were a boxer, for example, mm-hmm. you wouldn't just rock up to the fight having not done any exercise for six months. Um, it's important to, to test that in ha- wh- whatever way works for you. Um, so for me, it's in the sociable, in the in the talking, not even necessarily talking about Christian things, but spending that time with other people who share those beliefs. And even that don't, sometimes... The, the hard conversations with people who are very aggressively atheist. Mm. Can, Would you say that your faith isn't very individualistic then? How do you mean? Because you said you, you, you strengthen your faith in, in the social aspects as in asking those questions with other people. Would you say that that social aspect helps, is creates your faith? I wouldn't say it creates it, but I think it, adds to it because I develop my own, under- my personal understanding through, the other people. through what other right. people say and through, I guess, their interpretation as well as my own. Right. And it becomes more of a community understanding, I guess. But mm. but I, I take, I guess I only take parts from that. That's an individual thing. Mm. And that would then add to my faith. I'd say that's one of the biggest things that grows my faith. Yeah. I think I'm quite similar. Um, I, I I've noticed that when I'm reading stuff, about the bible that people offering different ideas and that sort of thing i kind of thrive on that i get very excited about new ideas and and then i like discussing that with other people as well 
um, and kind of uh, wrestling with ideas with people who um, who are like-minded and also not quite as like-minded as me as well because it's always good to get a range of opinion. Uh, like to stir the pot. Yes, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, wrestling and reading, I think, are my two. Like, I, I'm, I struggle with prayer sometimes. Like, um, or I struggle with the traditional thing of um, spending long periods in silence in prayer. I, fi- I find that really hard. I want to get better. I want to. I, I, I like to view myself as that sort of contemplative person, but that's not me at all. Um, yeah. But I guess that comes down to personality because I like certainty and I like mm. to know that he's there and he's listening to what I'm saying and that sustains my faith nicely and I like that little bit of certainty and I think that's because I am wired as an anxious person. Mm. Whereas I guess for you, you need that thrive and that... I need the grey area. Yeah, yeah. You need something to grapple with. Whereas the thought of uncertainty, like, you know how many times you've come to me with something and I'd be like, no, not having this conversation right now. It's too much right now. I need to go away and think about it. Um, So it's just interesting Mm. hearing about, like, different and that it's not one size fits all, Mm. which I guess is kind of where we get to with a lot of the topics we cover, is that it's different for everyone. I'm a hybrid between the two of you. I, I think re- allowing my space to myself space, sorry, to wrestle and to ask difficult questions um, really helps. But also prayer time. But but within that honesty in prayer, just being able to say, do you know what? I don't get this, and I'm not all right with it. Like, can you help me out, please? Because this this is just blowing my mind. Um, Absolutely. I, I think that's really important. It's and it's it's been a very recent thing for me. Is um, has been able to say <laughs> excuse me um just being able to go to god with brutal honesty because let's be honest he already knows like he already knows what we're thinking so why why can't we just that being being it's quite this freedom in being able to say what you're thinking i think in many I many think, aspects i think sometimes you rationalize what you're thinking by just accepting that you thought it yeah absolutely and we, we blow things up in our mind that's why i like the social because i i do get quite anxious like lauren said <laughs> Um, but I like to have that out in the open because I prefer, I, I, I blow things up in my mind. Mm. So I prefer to have like the, the hard conversations with Ed, mm. um, because I like to have someone else's heresy, <laughs> <laughs> but someone else's viewpoint. Um, if you fought, you fought, right? There's no point pretending that, that you yeah. haven't. Like, yeah. at, <laughs> at that point, I think we said yesterday when we were sort of discussing this, um, the truth will stand up against yeah. the other things and to, to actually stand everything up mm. and assess everything and yeah. ask those hard questions means that I can stand up what's true mm. because it, it, it will sort of appear clearer, I guess. That's very difficult to explain because I'm kind of explaining what faith is. <laughs> the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so we've talked about sustaining our faith and having this resilient faith and I guess I don't want people to listen and think, oh, well, they've got it all together because they're sustaining their faith and they have a resilient faith because I would argue at times I don't. So um, Alex has asked a really interesting question on the listener group. Um, Has your faith ever been shaken or questioned to the point where you turn away from God for a time or you nearly did um, and what kind of stopped you turning away from him? I think um, I'm out of this. Um, I was saying this to Ed and to Paul yesterday. There's not been a moment in my life where I haven't, believed in god i don't think and and i'm not saying life's been plain sailing by any means um but throughout 
Well, certainly since since the age of 16, I think that there's been a constant that I've just been so sure of God's existence. And I, and I know that's quite um, unusual. Um, and it, it help, it's, it's helpful for me to hear uh, that question and everybody else's interpretation of it because uh, it makes me quite unrelatable as well because it's just like, well, I, I just kind of, I, I've assessed the evidence that I've seen, and and that's led me to the conclusion that God exists, and and nothing can undo any of that. Um, so, although I guess in in a um, legal sense, there's no real proof, but there's a lot of evidence, and that evidence has led me to think, do you know what God's there? And through everything, good, bad, indifferent, God's been constant through my life. Um, so I'm kind of going to excuse myself from the question because I can't really answer it. <laughs> I think but I'd be really interested to hear you guys. From from my point of view, I'm, I don't think I'm too far away from where Nick is. Um, but something that Colin said in the in the Facebook um, group, um, what are your thoughts on losing faith in the church as we know it? <coughs> I think sometimes I've lost faith in my understanding of God. Um, because but, of other people's actions? Yeah, or, okay. or just because of my own getting inside my own head and confusing myself or because of reading something out of context and taking it in the wrong way um, or in a different way to what I think is now right. Um, but I wouldn't say that I've ever not believed in at least the possibility of God because I don't think... I think the whole thing with faith is it's always possible. Um, it's never unprovable, even if it's never provable. Does that make sense? There was a lot of the word provable. Sorry. It's okay. Um, I think mine comes down to, like you guys, I've never not believed God exist, exists, but I struggle with why he would, and I guess it comes down to my self-worth issues. Wow, I don't know why I'm getting vulnerable on the podcast, but okay. Uh, I think it comes down to my self-worth issues in that it's shaken and questioned because why would he still be putting up with me? But I guess that's down to my understanding of who God is. And I just really struggle to believe that he would want to put that amount of time and love and effort into me who keeps letting him down all the time. So I think that's when my faith is shaken, but that's nothing about who God is or what God is or what God can do for me. That comes down to me. And I guess that's a worldly thing rather than, of God. Would you say in, in those times that you're, because you said about how you see God, is, is that does that cast doubt onto the existence of God in your mind, that in, in those times where you, you're struggling, do you think, I'm not really sure if this is, if this is for real? Or would you just say that it was maybe faith in... Uh, the character, character of God. Yeah. yeah, I think it's more about... I question my understanding of him. Like, how can he be all loving and all forgiving when I keep letting him down? Surely at some point he's got to be like, right, I've given up with her, I'm going on to someone else now. But I know that, that like, that's, not what we're, that's not what we believe. But yeah. I guess that's that's when my, my faith has been shaken or questioned because, yeah, that those worldly views that get into my head about who like my worth with it, like in God. I think I'm a bit similar to you in the sense of when my faith gets shaken, it's it's a lot of 
I try, I try to not believe in God and I try to just push him out and say he's not there. That every single time it's just, he just is there. I just can't get rid of it. Even if, even if I try to, I don't, I don't want to follow you at the minute. I, I'm not believing in you at the minute. I always do because I'm still talking to him. So obviously I still believe in him. So it's just a catch-22 where I, I can't help myself but follow him. So there's always that kind of base. Yeah. Of Even if I try things. to not have it. Yeah. <coughs> yeah. I often say I've had many mornings where I've woken up atheist. Um, <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. But, yeah, I guess my baseline has always been that where else would I go? Because I, 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 I look around in the rest of the world and I don't see life in all its fullness the way I do in Christ and yeah. that's that's yeah that that's would, your bottom line that's my bottom line and that stands no matter where I am theologically or in what expression my belief looks like at that point um that's that's always been yeah my, my baseline I think listening to you guys I, f- I feel like sometimes I'm a little bit backwards because you guys, your f- faithfulness, see, seeing you through the times where your faith has been down. For, for me, my faith has always been there, but sometimes my faithfulness hasn't. Um, and that's that's like completely bonkers. It's <laughs> interesting. But, but yeah. I, th- but I guess that's because of your understanding of those two, where I don't, I don't think until we've had this conversation right now that I've ever differentiated between the two. Yeah. Because my belief in God has never changed. So my faith has never changed. But my faithfulness, my ability to be who he needs me to be, is the shaky bit, the tricky bit. It's really hard, isn't it? I think that the, the going back to what Jack was saying about the like the resilience or the consistency of, of faith. That's that's the hard bit, isn't it? That's where life chucks so much at us, um, and that can be. I mean, we mentioned in one of the previous episodes about. We've got. We think of myself and in the Edward team. You know, we've got it really good. Like I've never had really proper, um, difficult, difficult yeah, yeah. time. I've never worried where the next meal was going to come from, and and all of it. And then I was, I'm very, very fortunate. But um, with our own context and our own perspectives, life sometimes does get a bit tricky, doesn't it? And and that's sustaining that faith. That's that's where it can become hard, or that's where it can become. I think that's where the most growth happens as well. I think it's worth saying that in those times, the other side, and and knowing that things will get better, but the other side of it, we can kind of appreciate why, but it doesn't always help at the time. And hearing someone say that at the time also doesn't help, does it? Mm. Things will get better and it's, it's, it'll all be fine. But um, <laughs> when you're wrestling with something that's really difficult, um, yeah, it's, that sustaining that resilience of faith is... Um, is a, it's a big thing, isn't it? I think that's that's probably something that I'll I'll take away is that how do how does that grow? How does that mm. how do we develop that to a point where it's just yeah, where it's just a constant. I think we we kind of agreed that we've we're all we, there is some level of constant within us, but how do we take that to the next level? Mm. Is is a question I don't have the answer to. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I guess that is the question, isn't yeah. it? How do you grow yeah. in faith is the difficult one. Yeah. So what you were saying about we all have our own level. Yeah. Um, Ian asked an interesting question. So is your faith about you then? Is my faith about me? I think my faith is is different to your faith, is different to Jacob's faith. I think we're all different. So I think there's an element of individual in it. But I, think I also 
I'd argue that um, my faith is 50% about me and 50% about God. Um, but I suppose then you can carve down the 50% of me of me as an individual and maybe that's 25% me as an individual and 25% me within a Christian community or a Christian context. You think to put that into the faithfulness and faith um, theory that you, you put forward? Yes. Um, faith being about half you and about half God, where does faithfulness fit into that? Uh, I think, yeah, faithfulness is probably more about me. It's all about me, guys, as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know, it's, I find it hard to to look. I know you had to talk in a, in a, um, previously about the idea of community and faith in community. Mm. Um, maybe it's my own ego or my own understanding that I'll sort of shrink things down to myself within that. Um, yeah, I th- it's so difficult. Um, and I guess for, for me, faith, I, I see faith as a gift to me in in many ways i i see it as because my faith is essentially what brings me the most life in, in my life it it i find it i find it fulfilling i find it, it exciting it's one of the things that helps me get out of bed and go in the morning and that is such a gift from god and then i think okay so what is the point of god giving me this gift is it so that i can feel fulfilled and sustained yeah, sure, but I I don't believe God just gave me this gift of faith to benefit me. I think the outworking of all of that faith needs to benefit those around me. It needs to change the way I interact with my community and with my friends and my family. It needs to change the way that I interact with the people I meet in Tesco. It needs to completely change the way that I interact with those anyone I encounter. And therefore, faith becomes um, God working through me if that makes sense it does make totally, sense yeah yeah um and i think even in that faith being a gift to to you to use you would even use that faith to deepen your own understanding like we said it's kind of a base point that underpins what what we learn and how we grow mm. um and it links really well for me for the up in and out model of yeah. church and about how jesus lived in that he lived a lot of his time looking up, spending time with God personally, um, spending time in community with other believers and in sort of close, like with his disciples and discipling people, and then spending time going out to people who didn't necessarily believe. Um, and I think that, that balance is really important in in that, um, in that it's a balance between in inward looking for ourselves and outward looking to other people, however that looks as well. Your version of faith Ed, has blown my mind, to be honest. In a good way? <laughs> yeah, yes, just because, like, for me, I've never... I'm wording this so, like, chavvy and awful, but I've never taken faith that deep. Like, faith's just faith. Like, Is it more, it's a choice that you've made? Yeah, yeah, I've just made a choice of Not faith is there. Not that there's a purpose for it. Yeah, exactly, I've just made the choice of, okay, yeah. yes, faith. That's there, that's it, faith. I'm not really, I don't do anything with it but i do stuff with the faithfulness if that makes sense it's a really interesting point and i think it it might be what ian's alluding to in his question um but i don't want to presume that um it's it's definitely what i'm taking from it um is your faith about you i think it's more more about others than we give it credit for in the church 
like you say, um, it's also about giving giving back to other people and sharing that faith mm. in however that looks. And that'll look different for everyone as well. And I guess it's that, me being with my simplistic view of things, is that everything should point back to God, that everything that God does, did, will do, is is for the the glory of who he is. And actually, if, you, if we're viewing it as a gift, like I'd said, then it's got to be for for his glory. So, yeah, I love I love that idea, Ed. Thank you. I took something out there. Yeah, go for we it. We just got to the for glory of yeah, God. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> Everyone's agreed with me so far, Nick. Don't, <laughs> don't do this to me. <clears throat> if faith is a gift to you yeah. and to me, what would you say about those people who, who find it really hard to believe that don't have that gift? Are they yeah. less well off? Are they less endowed by God? That's a very good question. It's I don't think I've got a good answer to it, to be honest. Um, I think I mean, I'm in two minds because I can't entirely believe that God elects who is faithful and who is not. I also can't believe that it's entirely up to us um, about about whether we we have faith or not. Yeah, I think that's. I, I reckon that's probably how I arrived at my conclusion of a fifty-fifty because I, I agree that faith is definitely a gift from God, and and I, and from what we we're saying earlier, I feel really fortunate to have had a, a, a faith where I've not really doubted too much, and in those instances yeah. where I have, it's really grown into into something even stronger. Um, so I guess that that's one fifty percent, and the other fifty percent is the um, circumstance of where we've come from and uh, the, the how we've grown up and all the environment and, and all the rest of it. Mm. Um, so I think, yeah, I, I, I'm not disagreeing with yeah, what you sure, say, yeah. but I, I reckon there's an, another element to it. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Okay, I think that's probably a good place to wrap up. Um, I'm really sorry if we didn't get to all of your questions. Um, what we're going to do is we'll make sure that they are reiterated in the listener group and we'll try and start a discussion about them there because we had some fantastic questions there that we'd like to carry on. But um, we want to try and make sure these podcasts are not crazy um, in length as well. Um, so please do join the listener group if you enjoyed this and get involved in the conversation there because this is just the start of that conversation. Um, we know that there is huge wisdom and life experience in that listener group that we want to draw from and yeah. we, we definitely know you can contribute to yeah. as well. And if you've got points to add, then definitely add them to what we've said because we want to hear your opinions on all of that as well. And if you disagree with us as well, that's really Especially that. interesting. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. be nice. Yes, be I guess nice. it would be nice. <laughs> Always be nice. <laughs> okay, so uh, yeah, thank you so much for listening. We'll be back in a couple of weeks with the next episode. Uh, yeah, see you then. Bye. Bye. Bye.